Meet your midweek anchor. Anchorology is a faith-based podcast curated to serve you with bi-weekly strength talks, be a place of relevance, and a well of encouragement. Each episode seeks to uplift, challenge, and propel you forward as you navigate and journey through different seas and seasons of life. So welcome to Anchorology, the podcast with your host, Tiffany Leggett. Let's start the show. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of Anchorology, the podcast with your host, Tiffany Leggett. I am so honored to be before you this week. Um, So we're going to go ahead and get into part two of um, our series of Good Grief. So again, just like last week, before we get started, I want to let you know that if you are in a situation, you're experiencing emotions where you feel that this will trigger you in more so a negative way, please um, understand that if you need to listen at a later time, I definitely get it. Um, But this is just to provide insight, education, and information around grief um, because I want us to be learned in this area. This is an area that we don't speak too often about. And so I wanted to enlighten those as I myself have been enlightened to have a new respect for grief. Um, So again, if this is something that you just can't deal with right now, I do pray that you would go back at a later time when you are more strengthened to listen and to get this education. So um, if you have to pass today, I understand, but please come back and um, and listen in later. So um, before we get started with the actual show, hello, everybody. Um, I want to say thank you so much for continuing to support the podcast. Thank you so much for continuing to share rate, review, subscribe. Um, if this is your first time here, hey, 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 I pray that you will listen to this episode and go back and get caught up so that you can see what we've been talking about thus far. Um, this is still a fairly new podcast, still trying to find my footing, uh, but I'm so excited in the direction that it will be going. So um, thank you all so much for tuning in. I also want to remind you that if you would like to say, hey, girl, hey, if you would like to um, hear my perspective on a topic if you would like um any if you have any questions if you want to um put in a prayer request please feel free to email me at hello at anchorology.com i am definitely there to um be of service to you any way that I can. So please feel free to um, email me at any time or DM me on IG at Anchorology. All right, so let's go ahead and get into today's show. So many of you have given me so much feedback from um, the last episode as we have been talking about grief. And so many of you have appreciated um, this knowledge. And I'm so grateful um, because, again, I just want us to be learned in this area because this is a situation or area that we don't address as much. And so I wanted to give the insight and give the knowledge so that we can kind of just know what we're dealing with when we're grieving and that we can grieve over different situations, not just the loss of a loved one. And so um, thank you all so much for your feedback. I do welcome it. So please feel free anytime you want to let me know how much you enjoy the show. I would greatly appreciate it. 
Um, and it's so funny. And and y'all, I told y'all last time that the reason why we're we're doing this series is because um August 30th was um National Grief Awareness Day. And although it was an off day for the podcast, I just thought that I would um continue will that I would bring forth awareness of that day. So we did it a week before the day, and then now we're doing today's episode, which is a week after. But I just wanted to make sure that we honored that because I know that we all experience grief or have experienced grief at some point in our life. And so, and it's crazy because I am in the middle of a grief process because I don't know if many of you heard the last episode, but I am, um, I will be moving soon out of a place that I have been for, um, the past 12 to 13 years. And so, um, I have been finding myself grieving and I'm glad that I've been able to put language to what I've been experiencing because I've kind of been all over the place. Um, Even when I had to notify my landlords that I was leaving, sending the text message was a lot. I had typed it up and then it took about five to 10 minutes for me to actually send it. And um, even while I was typing it, I my eyes got watery and um, I immediately knew that I was grieving because, again, it has nothing to do with the death of a loved one. I am grieving this place that was once home to me. <laughs> you know, when I'm at work and I say, I'm ready to go home. This was the place that I was referring to. Um, this is my my safe haven, my my refuge, um, the place where, you know, um, you know, my sanctuary. And so to know that I am leaving here, although this is this is a change that I have initiated myself, but I am now going to a place that I've never been. Um, I do not know who my neighbors are going to be. Um, I do know that it's a quiet area, but still um, I have bonded with um, my neighbors. And, you know, I just don't know if I'll meet people like them. You know, whenever I get packages, my neighbors, um, ever since COVID, they've been able to work from home. And then I've also always had a neighbor who's always home. They would look out for my packages for me. And so now I don't know quite how that would look. And so it's just so many things that, um, you know, you just, you just think about, although I want this change, I needed this change and I'm the one that made this change happen. I'm the one that knew it was time for me to do something different. I'm still grieving. So again, that goes to show that even if you're the one that initiates the change, um, whether it's moving, whether it's finding another job, whether it is relocating to a whole new state, whether it is um, having to end a relationship, whether platonic or romantic, even if you're the one that had the hand in, um, you know, it changing, you still will experience grief. Whatever side of the spectrum you're on, you will always um, experience some type of grief due to the disconnection, the detachment, um, and the loss that you will feel. So um, this is definitely timely for me, um, and I am honoring my emotions as I go through this process, and it has helped so much. So um, last time we talked about I gave you my grief story. I told you, um, I explained what grief is. And then I have also listed and gave you some situations that will cause one to grieve. And so many of you were so shocked and you were like, oh my goodness. So that's what I was experiencing. Because again, if we do not have language or if we do not know what we're dealing with, we will have, um, we will oftentimes mislabel what we're experiencing 
when it's really not what we um what we think it is. So today I just want to talk to you just to kind of wrap things up. Um I just wanted to remind you that just like we talked about last week that grief can come in different situations, forms and we have to understand that because when we feel um internal conflict or when we feel unresolved emotions, that can be a form of grief. So we sometimes have to take inventory of, you know, where we're at, different things that may have happened because we could be experiencing grief. And a lot of times whenever we are experiencing certain emotions, we don't automatically say, oh, I'm grieving. You know, first we'll say, well, I've been so emotional. Or, I've been so sad. And sometimes, you know, that's that's a form of grief. Maybe there's a pattern or a habit that has recently changed and our body is going through that process. So we have to um, become more aware and mindful of what we are experiencing so that we can make sure that we go through the right way, if that makes sense. Um, grief, although it is full of uncomfortable emotions, it is is not bad. Again, grief is all a part of the human experience. It's what makes us human. So to experience grief, to grieve, that's a good thing. This is something that our body needs to feel, our body needs to process. Because again, anytime that we try to avoid grieving, avoid this process, then we are negating our ability to be human. And that's when we become frustrated. That's when we become stressed. That's when we become um, sick physically, um, sometimes mentally, emotionally. And, um, you know, that's when we can start to experience a decline because we are not handling our emotions in a way that we should. Instead of feeling our emotions, we suppress them. And that's not what we are to do. So we are to make sure that we give ourselves permission to feel what we need to feel and um, get through the process. So some things that I just wanted to share is that there's sometimes when we are, um, you know, experiencing grief, it's uncomfortable. And not only is it uncomfortable for the person who is experiencing grief, but also it can be uncomfortable to a person who is trying to comfort someone in the middle of their grief. And so I want you to understand that everyone's grief process is different. Everyone's grief process is unique. An individual. So the way that I grieve versus the way that you may grieve will be totally different, even if we are grieving the same person or the same situation. Just because we are, say, two sisters grieving a parent, a grandparent, a sibling, I'm not going to grieve like my sister. My sister is not going to grieve like me. And we have to make sure that we don't judge another's grief process because they're not, um, it doesn't appear that they are experiencing the same emotions that we're feeling. There are some people who, um, they, they, you know, they, they still, they feel sadness. They feel the disconnection. They feel the loss, but maybe they may not cry. They may not cry or they may not cry in front of others. Um, and, and when we don't see like these emotions or when we don't see these actions, then we sometimes think, well, are they not grieving? That does not mean that they are not grieving, but they're not going to grieve the exact same way that you are. Maybe you are a little bit more open with your emotions than someone else is, but maybe when they're to themselves, that's when they let it out. 
And sometimes, you know, we even have to be careful with that because whenever our emotions come up, we just need to go ahead and deal with them versus putting it to the side, waiting for a good time that you can um, let it out. Because we've all heard people say, well, you have to be strong for the family. Y'all, that's furthest from the truth. Or you have to be strong. You got this. And I know that we have good intentions when we say it. However, it can lead the person to think that um, feeling the process of going through a natural human experience of crying, of feeling sadness, of heaviness, we can sometimes make them feel that that's a sign of weakness. And, and in order to um, be strong, that you, you can't cry. But no, these are emotions that you have to feel. These are emotions that you have to sit in, not to waddle, you know, but to give your body time to accept what's happening and then to actually be able to move forward. So let's stop. Let's refrain from telling people to be strong in their certain times of adversity, because um, especially as it relates to these emotional um, situations, because again, when people hear be strong, they say, oh, well, I can't show any signs of weakness. I can't cry. I can't look sad. No, no, that's perfectly fine. Um, So you want to make sure that you're careful with that. Also, there are some people that try to keep busy. There's some people that try to, that try to, you know, clean the house. There's some people that try to shop, that try to travel all so that they can avoid the emotions that continue to come up. But again, I beg of you, if you are that type of person, I need you to sit still. I need you to pause and park in that pain. I need you to give yourself permission to feel what you need to feel so that your body can, you know, adjust to what's going on and then kind of naturally progress to moving forward because the more that we avoid this um, type of emotion, these type of experiences, then again, we will become frustrated. We will have attitudes. We will become burnt out. We can experience stress. And that's just something that, you know, that we can avoid. So at all costs, I understand that you want to keep busy. You want to keep your mind off of it, but you have to give yourself time to really grasp what is going on, the reality of what's going on. Because if you just go, 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 there's going to come a time that your body is going to shut down physically, emotionally, mentally, and you're going to have to deal with it all at once versus if you would just open up, allow yourself to feel as you go, then um, the process would be a little bit more easier to deal with. So I wanted to make sure that I said that. Um, And also, as I said, the process of grief can be uncomfortable for the person who's experiencing grief as well as the person who is there to comfort the person who is grieving. And so I know when, you know, people are hurting, when they have different things that's going on, Um, when they're crying, when they feel sad, we oftentimes just want to fix people. It's not all the case. You know, you can't always just fix people when they are experiencing moments of grief and you just have to let them feel what they need to feel. Sometimes your presence alone will just help them in that moment. You don't have to say anything. Your presence, your just being there is all that they need in that moment. If they want to talk, then they will open their mouth and they will talk to you. But let's be mindful of not 
always feeling that we have to do something in order to make people feel better. I know that's our nature. I know that's our human nature that we, you know, try to be fixers and we want to show our support and want to be able to help. But in certain times when people are grieving, there's nothing that you can do um, better than just being there and letting them have that time and letting them just just be honored at having your presence. All right. And so um, I want to say something I know that we oftentimes say is that time heals all wounds as it relates to grief and people have good intentions when they say that. Um, But sometimes that can come off as insensitive because one thing that I've learned is that there is no time stamp. There's no timetable of how long you would deal with grief. Um, Things can have, have happened or you could have lost someone 10, 15, 20 years ago. And, you know, you, you can kind of still feel it as if it just happened. And if you do, that's fine. That's fine. But what really happens as it relates to grief, like I said, people say that time heals all wounds, but really what they mean is that our ability to cope, our ability to heal and our ability to adjust to the situation or whatever has happened, it changes and it grows, which gives us the ability to move forward. At first, we were consumed by the situation or whatever it was. But as time progressed, as time moved forward, then we were able to adjust, we were able to cope, and we were able to heal and move forward. Now, that does not mean that whatever the situation was that happened, that does not mean that you don't that you no longer care about the person, that you no longer love the person, that you um don't think about the person anymore, um for whatever situation that it was. But this just means that whatever the situation was, because at first it kind of consumes you. You can't eat, you can't sleep. That's all you think about. Um, but then as time progresses then you kind of have that sense of strength where you're like, okay, I can get through this or I'm getting through this. And now also we have to understand that, yes, we can find, you know, time to move forward. We come to a place where we can move forward, where we um, accept the adjustment of what happened, that we are willing to cope with the loss and we're willing to try to heal. But we also have to understand that grief will come in waves still. Even after you move forward, you've accepted what happened. Grief will come in waves. Just like I'm sure many of us have been to the beach and how we're standing and the tides will come in and it'll surround our feet. Sometimes it's a soft tide. Then sometimes it's a crashing tide. And depending upon how wet we're trying to get, we try to outrun the water so that it won't, um, you know, splash on us and make us um, extremely wet. Um, so. Grief is the same way. Sometimes it can come in soft. You know, um, sometimes we can have moments where we think on them and we just kind of smile um, or or think of the situation. And then there are some times where it kind of just triggers all at once and, and we're just an emotional wreck. And if, the, if that's the case, you just give yourself permission to feel, pause and park in that pain, and then just let the process take its course. And then you move forward. And then you move forward. So again, I just want you to understand that there is no time stamp with grief, but grief will definitely continue to happen spontaneously. And that's just a part of life. Um, sometimes, you know, maybe it's a, um, 
uh, um, a smell, you know, that, that you are familiar with of, of a person or a place that you used to go to. And sometimes maybe that can trigger, um, grief, um, going through old neighborhoods where you used to live as a child that can kind of trigger something or not only as a child, but even as an adult, um, you know, just riding the places that, that used to be a part of your life. Sometimes that can kind of trigger, um, emotions of grief because, you know, um, you're no longer there. Uh, maybe that place was a good place for you. Uh, maybe you had good memories. So, um, you know, we're always will be triggered or something will always bring these different situations or people back to our mind and just go with it. Y'all do not fight the process. So, um, just, I want to go ahead and wrap it up, but there's a couple of things that I just want to bring to your attention as it relates to grief that can kind of just help you cope. Um, I've kind of intertwined them in the show, but just to kind of spell it out um, before we end, here's a few things that you can do to overcome or to cope with grief. First, you have to be honest with yourself. That's why I said that sometimes when certain emotions come up, you have to evaluate why am I feeling this? What has recently happened? And then sometimes we can find out, oh, you know, I'm, I'm experiencing grief. Um, just like, I just had some emotions to kind of start happening. And I'm like, well, what's going on? It was like, well, Tiffany, you are leaving. Like you're moving. You're moving a place that was once so sacred and a place that you called home, a place that was your refuge. You know, you, you're about to vacate the premises. And then you're going into this land that's unknown and you don't know how things will go. You know, of course, God is with me. I've prayed. I've been covered and God sent me there. So I know I'll be fine, but it's still, you know, those human emotions of, you know, who am I going to be beside? Am I going to have nice people? Um, you know, that we will look out for each other. So, you know, you think about those things. So you have to be honest with yourself and say, you know, I hurt here because of blank um, or I'm grieving. Um, I'm, I'm dealing with this. This just happened. So this is what's going on. So you have to be honest with yourself. And then also you have to give yourself permission to grieve. Y'all, that part is so critical because again, because of the emotions that the negative emotions, should I say that come with grief, we kind of want to avoid it. But if we give ourselves permission to feel, I promise you that we would get through the situation um, better because when we avoid the process, when we avoid feeling emotions that God has given us in the first place, when we fail to allow our emotions to do what emotions have been designed to do, we're negating our ability to be human. That's when we start suppressing and that's when our emotions will come out in other forms that are not healthy and and that would then be an issue. Once you give yourself permission to grieve, you may want to talk about it. If you want to talk about it with a family member, a friend, whoever is a trusted individual that you can talk to, please talk with them about what you're experiencing. Sometimes you will find that the more you talk about it, the better that you will feel. A lot of people don't realize that because they hate to talk about what they are experiencing because they don't want anyone to judge them. They don't want anyone to know what they're going through or they don't want to um, cry in front of people. Have you ever... Um, remember looking at interview like with Barbara Walters and um, I think it's Diane Sawyer and they would interview these people on TV, whether celebrities or not. And um, w during the interview, whenever they would start to cry, 
they would always apologize. And sometimes we as people do that. Whenever we are talking and we just kind of break down our voice or crack, we'll say, I'm sorry. But no, do not apologize. You are literally being a human. You are experiencing emotions and you are allowing emotions to do what emotions are designed to do, period. So we don't apologize for being happy. We don't apologize for laughing with people. We don't apologize for smiling and being joyous. So whenever we cry, why are we apologizing? Why are we saying we're sorry when all of it, happy, sad, joyous, gleeful, all of it is emotions. So if you um, you know, have a fear of talking about it in front of people because you're scared of how you will respond emotionally, y'all just listen, just do yourself a favor and do it. If you can't talk to a family member, if you can't talk to a friend or someone that you trust, Please talk to a professional. That's why they're there. If we can trust the surgeon, if we can trust the dentist, if we can trust the podiatrist, if we can trust the oncologist, then certainly we can trust the therapist. And again, I am an advocate for therapy. So I will always suggest that anybody, regardless of what you experience, that you go to therapy. Um, You would definitely find it as a benefit to you. Um, Also, um, just a couple of more things. Just remember that there's no time stamp on grief. Um, It could have happened. A situation could have happened 10, 15, 20 years ago, and you can still be affected by it. You can still feel those grief waves even today. And if so, that's fine. Feel what you need to feel. Give yourself permission to feel it. Let your body um, kind of go through that normal process and then just move on. When the feeling comes back again, then you just repeat as necessary. Um, this is all normal. This is not um, you still being overpowered by the situation. Um, this is just normal things. The only time where you will be overcome with grief or overpowered by grief is when you no longer um, allow yourself to function normally. When you, um, you know, stop going to work. Um, when you um, stop showing up and just kind of withdraw and just kind of have given up on life, you know, sometimes people do get to that point, especially in the beginning. But that's when you have to um, talk to people and that's when you have to um, trust people to help you. Um, when it gets to that point, you know, you you definitely would need to seek help. Um, and then also. Another thing that will help, depending on the situation, um, if it's, you know, a situation where you're grieving a person that's still alive, sometimes writing a letter, not necessarily to give to them, but just a letter to get your emotions out. Because we have to understand that writing is therapeutic because it first has to start through your mind and it flows through your heart to your hands. And that process, that's a process of therapy. So sometimes if you will write a letter, what you would have wanted to say, or to express how you feel, but not even give it to the person. Um, if it's regarding a person or if it's just a situation, just to write down how you feel, um, how the process has been for you getting through this situation. That's fine. Um, so again, that's therapeutic for people. Um, if you want to hold it, that's fine. And then whenever those situations come back up, you can either read that letter or you can, well, whenever those emotions, I'm sorry, you can either read that letter or you can write another letter. And then some people burn them um, just to get that, just to get it out, get that release out. And then um, 
just to burn it because they had no intentions on giving it to anyone um, in the first place. So because <laughs> there are times, you know, especially when you're grieving people who are still living, they have certain situations where it just would not be wise um, to to try to go giving them a letter from something that happened like 10 years ago. Um, so you have to be careful. And depending on the situation, there can be times where you can confront people, well, not confront people, but go to people. But um, But just to handle it, within yourself is good to write about it. Now for those, um, you know, times where we're grieving loved ones, one thing that was definitely helpful with me was to go to the grave site, go to the grave site. Now, listen, now I'm not telling you now we're not doing any talking to the dead type thing. No, but to, you know, go to the grave and just release yourself. We're not going there to expect a response back. Or anything like that. We're not talking to the dead or doing anything like that. But you're just there, just kind of releasing yourself. Just kind of pouring yourself out. Um, crying. Um, whatever you need to do just to get that release. That has been proven helpful to me and to other people that I know who have done it. So um, I think that's all I'm going to say for today. Um, so yeah, so we're just going to go ahead and end here. Um, thank you so much again for your feedback. I hope that this um, two-part series have been helpful. And um, yeah, this has been a joy to teach and to give insight and education on grief. Again, if you have any questions, if you have any feedback, feel free to email me at hello at anchorology.com or DM me at anchor.com. I want to thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. And I'll catch you next time on Anchorology, the podcast.